It's been four years, young man. Now I remember him. <laughs> it's you again. Young man, if you don't want to lose your Gundam, you'll give me what I desire. And what is it you want? I want an honorable duel. You want a what? I, Graham Akers, stand before you and hereby challenge you to a proper duel. Mr. Bushido, did Ribbons put him up to this? You're that desperate to settle things between us? Of course! You've sullied my skies and stolen my brothers and mentor. Even the pride I felt as a flag fighter was shattered because of what you did! You and your Gundam! Indeed, these feelings have surpassed love, transcended hatred. This has become destiny! Destiny? Do you laugh at my obsession? Don't forget it was the Gundams who started it all with their armed interventions. Here is someone else whose life has been twisted by us. Very well. I accept your challenge. Hold nothing back! Welcome to It's a Gundam, the internet's best episode-by-episode episode Gundam Seed podcast that's given Double O a try. My name is Jeremy. I have returned anew. I'm Tyler. After many trials and tribulations and yet more to come, my name is Zach. We are watching episode 46 of Gundam Double O today, The Door of Change, episode 21 of part two. And this is recording attempt two after like... Two hours <laughs> of technical difficulties, and we have three of these to do today. So apologies for any audio problems on this or the next two episodes. And if you want to hear about the fuck boys and their mom and a new returner's tragic death and Louise Halavi and everything, you're going to have to listen to an old episode. Uh, you can watch episode 21, The Door of Change, on Crunchyroll, if you like. I had a joke last time. I don't remember it now, though. Hello, that's I right. think you accidentally told them that they could listen to the episode on... Spotify and iTunes. No, that's, I remember the joke. It was not quite that. It was better than that. But that's the gist of the joke. That you'll never hear that because it was destroyed by... Zach's computer? I was going to say Zach's disk drive, oddly, which is not what you would think would destroy it. But here we are. Usually the opposite of what they're supposed to do. So we open on a shot of the Ptolemy, which is just floating in space. And then we zoom inside where we see Setsuna and Saji staring at the double O and the Curios for some reason. And Setsuna has a black cheek. Also Actually, it looks kind of like it was a bloody nose at one point that he just wiped off. Maybe it's because he got beat up by Lockout at the end of the last episode. I feel like he should have a black eye thematically, though. Anyway, Saji's like, was there really nothing else you could have done? And Setsuna's like, no, she was not a new returner when I killed her. My new type powers told me that's not what they're called in this. I guess it's not actually new type powers. It's basically new type it's powers. It's basically new type powers. Again, I've been saying for, for a while that Setsuna is secretly an innovator. Although, I think some discussion that happens this episode implies that maybe not. Kind of? Question mark. Yeah, we'll get to that. Saji asks how Setsuna can be sure of that, and he's like, I don't know. I just am. I don't think, therefore I am. He's thinking. He just uh, doesn't know where he was getting the answer. If anyway, I if I hadn't murdered Lyle's girlfriend, she would have killed him. 
It's the same with Luis. And Something Sandra's is like, taking oh, no. hold of her. <laughs> I can sense it. And we need my Gundam to cut whatever it is out of her. And so she's like, uh, dude, are you all right? Something has been really weird about you lately. And you were the weirdest guy I knew when I <laughs> met you. <laughs> so the fact that you're even weirder now is concerning. And then Felt calls them over the comm system. And is like, hey, I know you're in a dark brooding room and there's no way the lights are on in there. Absolutely no way. But we're turning all the lights on the ship off. And somehow it gets even darker. But this allows well, if Sanji... they turned off the if they turned off the like emergency lighting, if that's what they were actually talking by, that that makes sense. That's the only thing it can be. It's just such a weird like it goes from dark uh, movie. The lights are off to the lights are really off. Let Saji see that Setsuna has thriller eyes. Uh, then we cut back to the bridge where they put the power back on, and, and Thierry is doing a navigation thing. He's on the bridge. Luckily, the enemy fleet is. Somewhere else. Yet not in visual range, which doesn't seem terribly useful. And Tiara is like, be careful, though. They might try some sort of despicable trick. And Sumeragi's like, hey, Tiara, you're going too far. Which, I'm usually the social one. I feel like this is entirely reasonable for Tiara to say, honestly. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure, because it could be any other despicable trick, because, like, who knows what they left behind. Like, a new, uh, not just a new, but Revive was on board, too, for a little while. It's not like is like, yeah, Soma might betray us next. He's not crossing any lines, I don't think. Anyway, Felt's like, hey, while the power is off, we got an email, but it's just some geocaching coordinates. Do we want to go see what's there, or maybe, like, bump up her level or something? And Setson is like, yes. All the yes. Hey, it's that colony where Raul Cruce told Kira and Yamato and Mulaflaga some exposition. And hey, Chun Li's alive on it. She's just shot. She's ambiguously injured. Yeah. I mean, I assume because she got shot in the previous episode. No, the she thing got, is, she her got, ship got shot. By- <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. I thought Nana shot her. Is well, that not yes, true? With her Gundam. <laughs> oh, okay, fair. <laughs> shot through the heart. And that's some good aim. <laughs> Luckily, she has the bodyguard rule, and she took all the damage for Hong, uh, her brother, whose name I could say right in the last take, but can't. Hong Long? Yeah. She took all the damage. He's fine. You would think he would have the bodyguard rule, but alas. They, they both a- have the bodyguard rule. Ah, oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, that doesn't work in Heroclix. <laughs> <laughs> and then we up. jump into the opening. Yep. Yep. It sure is the opening. I was trying to think of other dumb jokes about Doors of Change that we didn't scrap on the last episode. Oh, I forgot we had that whole thing where I talked about Superman for a bit. That's lost forever. Yep. (laughs) Well, yeah, and I guess related to that, I was thinking about changing rooms. I'm like, that's nothing. That's nothing. But yeah, so they're heading out to LaGrange 5. Yeah. Tiario's like, hey, are we really going into the middle of nowhere in space? And Sumeragi's like, yeah, it was bugging me too. But Setsuna said it was part of his main quest, so he's got to go. <laughs> and Ian's like, yeah, I'm in favor as well, because we'll get our cool new resupply if we just wait enough. You know, daily reset will happen by the time he gets back and we'll be able to spend all our energy on new upgrades for our guns. Well, they'll also be able to add more energy to the to the ship because they'll be able to pick up Linda. Yeah. Replace the lost crew member of a new returner with Linda Vashti. She's got very slightly lower... Uh, Lower stats, though. Alleluia, on the other hand, wants to replace her with Soma Pyrrhus, who he is talking no, to. She, he wants to replace Lasse with Soma. Well, to be fair, Lasse was backup anew. <laughs> he wants Soma <laughs> to be backup, backup anew. Something she takes due offense to, because she is nobody's backup. But you he's just want- like, Soma, listen, you're the only one who can drive. <laughs> <laughs> you're the only one here who's 16. 
<laughs> and she's like, you just want to keep me out of the fight. And he's like, no, I promised the colonel I'd keep you out of the fight. <laughs> That's very And different. this is about my promise to the colonel. He then tries to save it by being like, hey, if you keep fighting like this, you're going to get yourself killed. It's like the theme of the show or something. Unfortunately, he's been so bad to her that this doesn't work. Yeah, and honestly, it just pisses her off. Um, and well, you know, because he's been overprotective basically ever since they sh- they got on board. Unlike the colonel, like, who was like, "Yeah, go to war, my child. I will not <laughs> tell you about the horrors of that." To like, be fair, that's all he knows. Dude, hallelujah! She's a better pilot than you. Pretty sure Lasse is a better cancer. Lasse is a better <laughs> pilot than hallelujah. I'm pretty sure. I want that to be the trading card version. Yeah, that, that's Lasse. common Lasse. Yep. You get from the gotcha. Rare Lasse is non-cancer Lasse. But. <laughs> and then pilot Lasse is the one that's got like the SR or the SSR. Yeah. So Setsuna is like, hey, Saji, are you going to help me do some tactical espionage action on my own at this colony? And Saji's like, it's to help people, right? And Setsuna's like, yes, we're people. <laughs> <laughs> but then a wild lock-on appears. Right in front of him in the hallway, imposing. And he's like, hey, sorry I, like, punched you and stuff. I acted on my emotions and failed as a meister. You know, that thing meisters mostly do. <laughs> I mean, What does well, it mean to succeed as a meister? That, like, huh. What are the success criteria? Don't get shot by the area. <laughs> um, bring about a new world order. Yes. Which they did. Yep. Well, yeah, he didn't. He hasn't succeeded as a meister oh, oh, yet. That's true. His brother did, but his brother also died, so I guess he failed as well. Um, he failed his final exam. I don't know. I feel like you could definitely heroically sacrifice yourself and succeed. Man, but, I'm surprised. But he didn't. Lock-on didn't heroically it's sacrifice true. himself. I'm surprised we never talked about how like very early D&D campaign this is, where Lock-on died and is like, don't worry, I had an identical twin brother who's <laughs> also a mobile suit pilot. I definitely made that joke <laughs> Okay, that's times. fair. <laughs> I don't remember it, but. It's been so long since we've had Lock-on 2, Lock-harder. So Setson is like, hey, Lyle, I just want to. And he's like, don't worry about it. I will continue to fight as a meister. Not for Catheron or Celestial Being, but for me. Hey, remember how I used to have a motivation we didn't understand? Now I have one that's personal and stuff. And that actually seems like it's against the themes of the show or something. <laughs> but now I have a motivation, so that's good. He's like, now I have a revenge target. Yeah, and Setson is like, oh. I too can truly be lock on. Yeah. yeah, just like my brother. That went great for him, as was just discussed. <laughs> but then he pulls a gun on Setsuna, who is looking away, but presumably knows he's doing this. And he's like, yeah, this is just a family tradition at this point for them. Yeah, yeah. everybody has to threaten to shoot me in the back, or I don't actually feel comfortable. <laughs> well, the original lock on didn't threaten to shoot him in the back. He threatened yeah. to shoot him in the face. Exactly, yes. And I don't think Galileo has threatened to shoot him. That's, That's why he's why such Alleluia. a bad pilot. <laughs> <laughs> Even uh, Saji has never explicitly threatened it, but he literally has sets in his back. So there's always the implicit threat. <laughs> <laughs> what if he just uh, detonates the riser or, or, or just leaves? Or just leaves. In the he did like try the that one once. time when he tried to do that. I just imagine him go sets and be like, "Okay, Trans Am," and Saji's like, "Sorry, I'm over here." And <laughs> <laughs> remember that one time you couldn't cheer up my girlfriend. <laughs> Speaking of girlfriends, Lockon's like, oh no, I couldn't shoot Setsuna, just like I couldn't shoot my girlfriend. Oh, I'm such a failure. Help me, ghost of Lockon past. Don't just help Setsuna, I'm starting to think he's your favorite brother. <laughs> nah, he's, he, the only reason why he's helping Setsuna is because he's like, yeah, my little brother's more put together than that. Have you seen Setsuna? I uh, really want a version of this, because we get a bunch of like cut-ins of Ghost of Lockon past telling Setsuna that he needs a change over the next few episodes. 
And I really want to replace that with the uh, Marley Brothers from the Muppets Christmas Carol yelling <laughs> at Ebenezer. <laughs> so the plan is Saji and Satsuna are going to go off to a random colony. And Sumeragi's going to turn left and try to distract the fleet that they couldn't find earlier. Tactical um, forecasting. Well, I, I mean, feel we'll like find you're... out here in a second that it's also going to take him multiple days to get there. <laughs> to be fair, I feel like any space maneuver should take multiple days, but... It depends on where they are, and I, d- I think the answer is, eh, space. They're going to get from Lagrange 5 to Lagrange 2 pretty quick, and I'm pretty sure those are far away. I'm actually not sure. I know Lagrange 2 is the furthest one away from Earth. That doesn't necessarily mean it's far from Lagrange 5. But we see that uh, Arturo Goodman is getting ready and is like, yes, if we destroy Celestial Being, that'll break their spirit, and we can't count on the license holders because those guys are dicks. Speaking of, cut to the license holders, specifically Hilling and Revive complaining about how they, innovators, keep getting their asses kicked by Setsuna. To be fair, Hilling, the drama-y bitch, is complaining. Revive seems to be contemplative about yeah, it. Yeah, that's fair. Revive seems to be trying to sort out what exactly is going on with that thing. Revive is going, how do we keep losing to this kid? And Hilling's going, how do we keep losing to this kid? <laughs> <laughs> so Revive is like, huh, I'm starting to think maybe he's a good pilot. And it's not just his Gundam. And here we flash back to see how the battle last week ended that we did not see before. And the answer is Kira Yamato showed up and beat the shit out of everybody. Except it was actually Setsuna. Yes, who just shoots Hilling and Revive from the Ptolemaeus like they are nothing. He just casts a create escape pod on both of their mobile suits, <laughs> and they are now escape pods. You know, then he comes out and is like, I can't, oh, can't break through the shield on... Uh... Louise's new fancy mobile armor. Well, first, he's like, hallelujah, Tiaria, what are you doing? And he just shoots the cables that are electrocuting them. <laughs> and then he makes this super Kira Yamato-ass move where he throws his sword gun through Louise's force field and then blows it up with his other sword gun. Which is actually kind of rad as heck. Yeah, it, it is. It does also make me wonder how many uh, how many spares of those they have. Well, I was going to say he won't have another for the rest of the series. That's not true, though. So Revive is like, O's pilot has begun to change. And Hilling's like, what are you talking about? He's going through space puberty. Are you telling me he's been listening to a ghost in his head and is sworn to change? Yes. And now he's a purebred type, which we know is important because the subtitles capitalize it. (laughs) Cut over to Louise taking some more clone pills. And Andre's like, oh, here you are, warrant officer, in the clone pills room. Not a good time, Andre. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, leave me alone, get out. She's like, don't worry about me. So to be fair to Andre's credit, he immediately starts worrying about her. (laughs) Which is what you should do if anyone ever says, don't worry about me. She has like the most evil look on her face when she's glaring up at him. Because all that happens anymore when these two talk, they get interrupted. A wild Mr. Bushido appears and like, I hope I'm not blocking any cocks here. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, my apprentice. It's finally time for you to be my apprentice. And we have orders to sortie, so come on. And Andre's like, hey, wait. I'll come with you. I'll get Goodman's permission because everybody else here can just do whatever they want. <laughs> and Mr. Bushido's like, do whatever you want, but you won't be able to keep up with our machines. And now he's just Ben Stiller from Dodgeball in my head. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody makes me bleed my own blood. Nobody. So Actually. then we get to the line I was talking about before where Setson is talking to Saji and is like, it's going to be a few days, so you're going to probably want to take a nap. And then Setsuna starts introspecting about how Saji's like, man, something's weirds with you. And a ghost is like, change, Setsuna. Got any change? Check between the seat cushions. And Setsuna's like, my money don't jiggle jiggle. It fold. 
That's so, the change he has to make. He has to change his quarters <laughs> into a dollar. <laughs> then we cut to a nice Greek villa. With Sheeran walking around. She gets a gun pointed at her, but it's just Klaus, so it's fine. But he's been shot. So it's not fine. But because he has a name, he's been shot, so he's fine. So anyway, they talk, and Klaus is like, hey, I think we should go into space. I think that's where the climax of the season is going to happen. Also, (laughs) our remaining forces are you, me, Marina, and a bunch of orphans, so don't really think we're going to do anything on our own. That's one of my favorite bands, Marina and the Orphans. Nah, train those orphans to be super soldiers. That seems to work. That seems to have worked out great for celestial being. I was gonna say it worked in Zeta Gundam, kind of. E- even then, it's pretty hard, kind of. Uh, Sharon's like, yeah, but we don't have much fighting strength in space. But Klaus is like, actually, I'm optimistic because people are finding another way to speak out against the a holes differently than us, their celestial being. Then he pulls Listen out of this 90- god awful song again. <laughs> then he pulls out his phone and starts playing Marina's song, and he's like, that's right. Clearance Creedwater revival is spreading across the people. <laughs> I was going to say they're calling Marina the songstress of the enemy forces. <laughs> people everywhere are listening to her song. And Sharon goes, why? <laughs> <laughs> Did we all have that same uh, question when, they, when she said uh-huh. this? Because <laughs> I, I literally said that out loud when, I, when they said this line in the episode. <laughs> I, I do like the th- idea thematically. It doesn't work nearly as well for me as the Lacus Klein stuff. And also the Lacus Klein stuff like explicitly doesn't really work, right? Like it works enough to create a rebel faction, but it doesn't like, it's not a Macross wave of, yeah, oh, hey, yeah. we have to... Like, I like the idea of people are starting to get woke to what the feds are doing, but, and I even like the idea that Marina's song helps, but it isn't set up well enough, I don't think. It also doesn't help that the actual implementation of the song is terrible, whereas all of Lacus's were actually pretty good. Yeah. But. Uh, so we cut to Marina and the orphans who get picked up by a tactical truck. With Sheeran and Klaus at the wheel. So I guess they're going to drive this truck to space, because I'm pretty <laughs> sure the next time we see them, they're in space. Wait, they're I think in a you're right. game? Huh? You haven't played Kirby in the Forgotten Land, have you? No. The game ends with Kirby eating a truck and driving it into space. See, that's that's fine, because that's Kirby. It's like Kirby can already fly, so I believe Kirby plus truck can get to space. They're, to they're, be honestly, honest, I believe Kirby can get to space under his own power. So. They're going to grease this truck. They're just going to pull it up into space. They're going to go into one of those roller coasters in Orb and shoot yep. it into space. <laughs> Again, I like the idea. Like a lot of double O, I feel like it's just not quite given enough time to work. It's really interesting comparing it to Destiny. And I think what the real difference is, is that double O has so many ideas that you're willing to give it more leeway on the ones it doesn't quite spend enough time on. Whereas, like I said, Destiny feels like it's going around in circles forever and then doesn't make any of the ideas work. Whereas double O makes most of its ideas work at like a 70% level. I wonder if it so would have been So they need to dock bit... with the riser and get to over 100%. I they wonder actually... if it would have been a better idea to give, uh, have Marina be more like open and song idea. Like have that kind of thing be seated in the per- first half of the season, yeah, the first I... half of the series, because it kind of comes out of left field here. Yeah, I've suggested it before. I think really you only need a few scenes. And really, if it was just like, I have the choice between pursuing a musical career or being a princess and I gave up, music to be a princess i think that's enough yeah well i always called her pop star princess in the first but that was just of the lacus klein influence obviously yes oh hey i finally got my buddy girl lacus klein the day they announced the muir campbell bunny girl type. <laughs> <laughs> same one that i've got yeah mine just took an extra year to get to me for some reason anyway we cut to lagrange five where lume and hong long are just chilling and hong long's like do you really think celestial beings gonna come and she's like, well, I can't be sure, but what else are we going to do? 
if they don't get here soon, the world will belong to the innovators. I so wrote she, down something on this very important piece of folded paper. Right. Also, she does not look so hot. To be fair, Regina wrote it down and handed it to her. We know what the piece of paper is. And Hong Long's like, yeah, but what if? And she's like, stop asking me questions and think for yourself. It's your fault that I'm a bad character. And Hong Long's <laughs> like, what? And she's like, because you were inept, I had to be head of the family. And I hate that. I hate having power. Me and Soma Pyrrhus need to switch spots. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I. This whole scene is just like, oh shit, we didn't actually characterize this person. We didn't give her any reason. I, I talked about a lot of the ideas in Double O being executed at 70%. I feel like she is executed at like a 20%. You know, if if you had to cut who's being executed on, well, she's fine. <laughs> she was not a particularly interesting character anyway. Well, well like, she was fine in the first season, but now in the second season, she's just like... Shit. I've been harping on this entire series, like, what's Chun-Li's motivation? And here we get it, and it does not line up with her actions at all or make sense of what's going on at all. No, it, she's just confusing. Like, I feel like they had one idea in the first half of the of the series of what her motivation was going to be. And then they decided they didn't like that in the second half and kind of flipped it around. And that's why all of her actions don't make sense. I don't know. I feel like it's consistent because the whole time she just wanted to change the world. Right. And I feel like I didn't want the life I got. So I want to change the world. So it wouldn't have happened. Makes sense. But why does she hate that she's in charge? Like is something that we never get. What did Hong Wong do that he couldn't be? The family head. Well, that's like, Hong Wong isn't I'm... nearly enough of a character for this no, to work. That's more of what I mean about that. Is like obviously in the in the series Bible, as as it were, or whatever you want to refer to it as. They knew why her actions were the way they were, or at least they should have. But then changed the reason behind why she wanted them to change. Yeah, I'm just saying she is a high high runner for me for a series low point when we get to it. Anyway, Nana shows up, and she's got a gun. Although, like, we've seen Hong Long dodge bullets and stuff before. This doesn't seem like it should be particularly difficult for him. Well, unfortunately, you can't dodge if you use the bodyguard rule, so... And she's trying to shoot injured Chun-Li. And then we don't get an eye catch. Oh no, not Chun-Li, a character I definitely care enough about to use her real name here in this mid-spot in the episode she last appears in. Anyway, hey, thank you for coming and listening to episode 21 of season 2 of Gundam Double O. Yeah, I like just saying that over and over again. Don't know that we have a whole, a whole, whole dang lot going on this week. Let's see here. We just recorded the Patreon bonus episode for August, if anyone's interested in that. It is me talking with Zach, Jeremy, and Kevin about what 40k factions I would pick and why. Spoilers, I like flamethrowers. <laughs> Other than that, hey, speaking of our Patreon, uh, thanks, Ryan, for joining slash rejoining, I think. I don't know, our Patreon. But hey, if you want to be a cool person like Ryan, you can join our Patreon or just head over to our Discord and chat with us. Um, we post a lot of stupid Gunpla pics and also a bunch of 40k stuff because that's the sort of nerds we mostly are over there. Um, also, if you're listening to this Right now, we just had our game night last night, um, which we do every month, and y'all are free to join. So if you have a suggestion on what you'd like to play with a bunch of people whose podcast you listen to, let us know, and we'll we'll get that set up in a jiffity split. That's an old-timey aphorism I use all the time. What about you? Anyway, I'm rambling. Let's get back to the episode. 
And when we get back, we get the same line of dialogue again. To be fair, I do kind of like the idea of Nana and Chun-Li clearly having the same, like, bitterness. Like, that's an okay parallel. Uh, anyway, Hong Long gets shot. Uh, then he gets <laughs> shot a few more times as he takes Chun-Li out the other door. Hong Long becomes a piece of cover. <laughs> Mobile cover. It's like, uh, Chun-Li, you have to live. Feel bad about insulting me with our, our last conversation. And then, and then Hong, Hong, Long, Hong Long goes out the same way he lived. Shot in the head? As a bitch. <laughs> shot through the head. And you're to blame. I feel like I use that song every other episode. Anyway, Regina Regetta has caused this to happen, apparently. And she's like, my plan! It'll be a <laughs> great plan with Blackjack! Way better than Ribbons' plan. Hey, look, Setsuna's is here. It was really important that Hong Long be shot for Setsuna to get these coordinates. And Setsuna's like, Saji, you watch the ship. Open the window if it gets too hot. I <laughs> just imagine him actually giving them the advice anyway Setsuna gets on his tactical PDA keeps looking at his mini map to figure out where he's going and then he tacticals right into Chun-Li man that was some awfully good luck well it was on his mini map again it's his main quest there's just a line right to her and she's then like, he triggers a cutscene yeah where she's like Setsuna FSA and he's like Wong Lume <laughs> are you hurt you're holding yourself as if you're hurt and she's like, nah, I've, I, I just lost some hit points. Anyway, take this piece of paper. It's where Veda is. That's what you were looking for, right? Seems convenient. And, and, and once if, again, Setsuna turns into Riku for a few minutes and goes, Setsuna's main terminal. <laughs> Setsuna's main terminal? Yep, Setsuna's main terminal is on the moon, and it can only be accessed by Veda piloting a mobile suit. So but, put the entire moon on a mobile suit. So Then he's like, all right, so Chun-Li, you should get out of here. On account of you're injured. And she's like, no, I'll be fine right here. And Setsuna's like, that doesn't seem right. And she's like, I cannot go with you. They didn't program anything for my character to do if she survives <laughs> past this point. And Setsuna's like, all right, I guess. Have fun <laughs> being here to die, I guess. <laughs> well, like, then she, like, gets devious expression. is like, I can't go with you because I just want to watch the world burn. She says, because my motivations are different. What do you want? What do you want, lady? <laughs> You say your goals are different from theirs. What are your goals? Why can't you accomplish your goals in their medical facility? <laughs> no, she just knew that Setsuna was actually going to be stuck going into a boss fight. Ah. See? Uh, there it is. Yeah, well, unfortunately, Setsuna gets back and Saji has been taken hostage by a Mr. Bushido in his new and improved Susanoo. I don't think Mr. Bushido knows Saji is in there. <laughs> <laughs> Why would he be pointing the sword at it? Because he, because what he wants is a fight with Setsuna. Yeah. So he's not really holding Saji hostage he's so much as he's holding the double O hostage. <laughs> anyway, Mr. Bushido is like, hey, it's been four years, young man. And he's not wearing his mask. Also, he's uh, standing in his cockpit G Gundam style. And he's like, young man, if you don't want to lose your cool Gundam, you'll give me what I want. And Satsuna's so, so like, what the fuck do you want? Just leave like, me alone, you crazy fucker. At least this person will tell Setsuna his motivation, which is like, it's time to da -da 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 duel. <laughs> it's a stupid motivation, but it's mine. <laughs> I slapped down a beam saber in your face. And he uses his real name and is like, I challenge you to a duel. And Regina's like, oh no, did Ribbon send his Mr. Bushido here? <laughs> Setsuna has the obvious question of like, are you that desperate to <laughs> to settle the score that we already settled? And he was like, you did kill all of my friends and my mentor, which is kind of a point. I wish we had gotten more into this. He didn't kill his mentor. No, the Gundams did. 
Yeah, he doesn't know. <laughs> he like, <laughs> I'm, like just pic- I'm just picturing Setsuna going, God damn it, those thrones. Because <laughs> this is all their fault. Uh, to be fair, I'm pretty sure that one of the Gundams did kill, um, oh, I can't think of black guy's name. Oh, Daryl? Uh, Daryl. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Lock-On killed Daryl. I can't remember the other guy who was... Daryl died when he ran into Lock-On. So he it sh- might have actually been Sacha's that actually killed Daryl. He should have dodged. Because I'm pretty sure his last name was Dodge. Yeah, it was. Howard Mason was the other guy, by That's the way. That's it, yep. So even my flag fighter pride was shattered because of you. So I need to get it all back. They have trans- surpassed love and transcended hatred. That's right. I invented super gay years before Homer uh, Kemi would. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this hand of mine is burning red or something. Do you laugh at my one-sided obsession? You started it by showing up. With your armed interventions. I like it was like, don't forget, you started it by showing up. And Sensen's like, oh no, he's right. We did show up. (laughs) (laughs) This is someone else who's been twisted because of our actions. So I guess I have to take responsibility for him. Very well, Kaiba. Unfortunately, um, Graham doesn't know that Sensen has starting hand Exodia. Yes. And so Sasha's like, you're really going to fight him? And Sensen's like, man, I don't have another choice. Because otherwise he's just not going to leave me alone. Oh, he called it Sasanuo. Yeah, that's its new name. That's his new mobile suit. It's like his last mobile suit, but it sucks even more. <laughs> I hate the Susanowo so much, and it's such a cool name to use on this mobile suit. The Marasurai at least had cool beam katanas. This has, like, some sticks. It's <laughs> some got, like, sticks. a double-bladed <laughs> stick. And then so we see uh, Chun-Li is just like, yep. I'm leaving because... I tribute Celestial Being, the innovators, and my brother to summon Slifer, the Sky Dragon. <laughs> Slifer, no slifing. And but, uh, uh, now for the brilliant future ahead of me. And then a Nana Trinity shows up. But and Nana's like, like, you activated my trap card. A gun the size of a mobile suit. Anyway, I fucking hate you because you suck. So now I'm going to kill you. Because, because you're Ribbons not told me to, and to- I'm going to hang out with them for a while until I have the chance to betray them. And then and she Chun-Li was never heard from again. Yeah. No, we reserve that for characters who are heard from again. <laughs> so then Nana gets her chance to monologue, which she should be worried about this, because as soon as anybody in the series starts monologuing like this, they get aced. At least her motivation makes more sense than Chun-Li's. Why Which is, is she saying this out loud? For the benefit of us, the audience, and for the dramatic irony. <laughs> Don't you wish Chen Li had said her motivation out loud like this? That's fair, yes. I thought she did. It just didn't make any sense. She didn't have nearly this long to explain it. She's like, anyway, when I get my chance for vengeance, I'll go straight for the jugular. And then her haro is hacked by ribbons. It was like, your usefulness is also over. Those who act selfishly must be punished. I like how she's just like an innovator and stares menacingly at the haro. Anyway, I sent someone to pass judgment. He's like, oh, I bet you sent Ali Al-Sauchez, your judgment guy. <laughs> I could probably take him. I'll, I'll get my revenge and it'll be perfect. And he's like, yes, you could call it revenge. And hey. And Nana Hol- loses her arm immediately. It's a Louise Holovy. He's like, hey, that's the Gundam that blew up my parents. I hate that Gundam in particular. Anyway, then she shoots a giant curvy laser it's a homing laser apparently yeah we haven't seen one of these since destiny no destiny to be fair one. we've seen this mobile suit has this before she used That's it on the area and then so saji and setsuna notice it and it's like shit it's that one you gotta stop yeah, and setsuna Sets- stop and setsuna's like no revenge is bad didn't you read batman year two you need to become justice 
I actually kind of like how Setsuna is like, no, Louise, you've got to stop. And Graham is like, you must fight me. So it's like, you are literally at the bottom of my list right now. And then is like, hey, I am Chen Li and you are me because we're both trying to take revenge for our family, Louise. Unfortunately, Louise has finger missiles, which are like toe missiles. And uh, honestly, on, on the scale of who has the moral high ground in this one, Louise does. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I do think that is a weakness. Like, Nana really should have had a reason to kill them instead of just, I got bored and shot them, right? It should have been like a weird <laughs> mission they had, or there should have been some reason, which would still give Luis the moral high ground, but it would enforce this we're the same thing more. As it, opposed to her basically just being a sociopath and shooting them because they were having fun. Yes. And Nana's like, I refuse to die like this. And Luis is like, yes, I'm sure you don't want to die, but my parents didn't even get the chance to say, hey, I'd rather not die right now. Anyway, my hand is glowing red. Um, hit end. <laughs> so we're uh, about to... We're working on clearing the board, so we got rid of you now. So Nana explodes and was never heard from again? <laughs> huh? <laughs> kind of. <laughs> Cut to Setsuna and Mr. Bushido. Setsuna and Saji being much more concerned about Luis doing a murder. Uh, and then, hey, Andre shows up and is like, hey, I got here eventually. Where's Luis? Hey, and, she's uh, over there. She She's over here hanging out, having a breakdown. And she's like, hey, mom and dad, I did it. I got revenge and achieved all of my main story quest objectives. She. This is the first time in the second half of the season that she actually sounds and looks like she did in the first half. A little or, bit at the party when she's talking to Setsuna. But since then, yes. And she's giggling to herself. It's like, praise me, mom and dad. I did a revenge on you. Tell me I'm a good girl. I haven't gone Gundam crazy. I mean, she's not hooked up to the uh, Zero system or anything, so. <laughs> the clone system. I do kind of like how it goes into this and is basically just reinforcing that idea that, yes, you got revenge, but it doesn't mean anything. And that's yeah, entire, It doesn't make you feel better. That's the entire point of Phantom Pain. I mean, that's the entire theme, right? And I think it really reinforces it. And I actually do like that first we see Chun-Li and she is killed by Nana for revenge. And then Nana is killed by Louise in... in it shows the circle of violence like that. And it shows Setsuna being focused on changing that about himself while Mr. Bushido tries to get revenge on him. Actually, no, there's a minor point of order. Nana doesn't kill Chun-Li for revenge. Yeah, it's very petty revenge. No, it's it, not even revenge. She kills her because she doesn't like her. Well, it's revenge for abuses that Chun-Li perpetrated against her, like slapping her that one time. Yeah. And being not nice in general. In Nana's head, but, it's revenge. Well, specifically, yes. the reason that she gives isn't revenge. It's because I don't like you. Because she's re reserving revenge, at least in her head, for, for Sanchez specifically. So she kills Nana, be, or Nana kills Chun-Li because Regina slash the innovators told her to. And she didn't like her very much. Like, it wasn't revenge. It was, and it wasn't even really, I'm getting paid. It was, I don't happen to like you and I kill what I don't like. Oh, to be fair, she was also ordered to by Ribbons. She makes it clear, I'm working for the innovators for now, but then I'll get revenge on them too. I don't uh, know what revenge means, apparently. My point was going to be that I like that aspect, and I actually really like the ending with Louise. But other than that, I think this is a terrible episode. I think it's easily the worst in part two. This episode has so much monologuing, and it really does feel like we're just clearing the board of a couple of errant pieces. Well, it's also monologuing from Chun-Li. Yes, uh... we, who I don't care about, and Nana, who dies. <laughs> and like, also, Setsuna and Saji are like, we have to go get the last exposition. Bye, guys. But wait, there's more. 
which is Mr. Bushido's new mobile suit also has a chest cannon. That's new. And he's like, I survived to get this revenge. That's why I lived and Daryl didn't. I don't care if I'm a puppet for the innovators who I guess I know about now. All I care about is Bushido, that thing that was very important to me, Graham Aker. So much so that I named myself after it. And Saji's like, hey, Setsuna. He's like, I gotta focus. Give me a second, Saji. We're in a stalemate, so it's time to transam. <laughs> I still feel like if it's a stalemate, you can just run him out of gas. He's, his, his engine will run out of fuel. Yours doesn't. Although it is a matter of how long will that take. And also, he's got the transam button. So they both hit the transam button, and then they go to the transam space. Yeah, when they yell at each other so hard, they shift dimensions. It's a little bit like that Dragon Ball Super Brawly movie where they shatter the universe because they're too powerful. Yeah, but Regina sees it and is like, ah, yes, the awakening of the Trailblazer. <laughs> and Graham is like, dude, did I make it to Nirvana? I don't remember dying. And Setson is like, dude, no, I've been here before. This place is just plain weird. I believe this is where our quanta converge. That doesn't mean anything. To be fair. <laughs> and that's what Graham says. <laughs> but then Setson is like, here, I can teleport. I understand why Aeolia Schoenberg made the Gundams, or rather the GN drives. Anyway, I'm the architect now from the Matrix. And Setson is like, all the armed interventions were to prepare for this. Aeolia's goal is to reform humanity. So I'm going to change and reform <laughs> myself. Thriller eyes. Scrooge. He's got an eyes glow effect. And that's the end of the episode. Yeah, I was going to say, Sunset actually just picked up a unique cosmetic. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Their contact. Yeah, so like I said, I think this episode is kind of a slog. I, I would agree with you, Jeremy. Th this whole episode, even though they have that moment where it's like, okay, here's this very important piece of, of information, it does just feel like we're using this time to clear the board of these three pieces that don't need to be here anymore. You say clear the board, and they definitely do that, but I also feel like it's a bunch of, oh, we need to set up our big finale that's going to happen now. Like, we need to get the information to set something that will let him go to the climax. Well, yeah, they like they that is ostensibly the primary purpose this episode serves is to give Setsuna the information. It, the secondary piece is okay. Now, Nana, Hong Long, and Chun Li no longer matter. At, so just clear them off, just brush them off the side. At least we get character progression for Luis with that. But that's about all the episode accomplishes. Yep, I, I shouldn't say that. It accomplishes a lot. That's the only thing that's of genuine value. I think. Also, it does solidify the fact that Regina is explicitly working against ribbons. Yes, although we knew that. Mr. Bushido learns that the true power of Bushido is psychic communication. No, that's the true power of Gundam. <laughs> Do you have a high point, Tyler? Chest cannon? No, it's not that. I think it's actually going to be uh, Saji scene thriller eyes. Uh, most of, <laughs> and then not commenting on it, I guess, for some reason. Oh, no, we're just What else is he going to say? I also feel like that's one of those things where... You know, he sees it and then is like, no, I couldn't. I must have been imagining things. Like, does Setsuna know he has that going on? I don't think he does. But I also think he does. I don't know, think he knows there is a visual component of it. Gotcha. But, but he had the whole, I knew. I don't know how I knew. But that's fair. But I, I think that scene kind of just because it's like some mild progression. I, I'm wondering if they do anything with Saji having that knowledge. Zach, do you have a high point? Uh, lock on pointing the gun at Setsuna. That was my backup high point. So. And being unable to pull the trigger. It's good. It's a consistency for him, but it's a good moment. Mm -hmm. And like, I also think that enforces Setsuna's change, because I feel like he has the like eyes in the back of his head, full knowledge of that, and he does not react at all, because I think he also knows he's not going to shoot. Mine's going to be Luis at the end. I really like her like yeah. nervous breakdown. 
that almost makes the episode worth it. It's such a valuable point to me. Yeah, just you lose so much in this episode by the virtue of uh, Chun Li not being a better character. Yep. Do you have a low point, Tyler? I'm going to say it's Hanlon's death being like, no, sister who just insulted me and has generally not been very nice to me ever in our lives. I will save you. They did need to spend some more time addressing why he is so loyal to her. As far as like I can if tell, he was, it's just family tradition. Well, if he was judged as a failure, because what she says is that he was a failure, so that's why she was in charge. Why, if he was such a failure, is he still so loyal to her? Like, did he, like, protect her? Did she protect him, rather? Because of, like, how did he fail? The whole thing doesn't make sense. Or maybe he's not actually a failure ex- to anyone except her, and she's just exceptionally competent. She, he must have been a failure to somebody else because Why? they made well, her the person in charge. Yeah, because she's just better. <laughs> that, that's my argument. Is she's just obviously better than Hotlon. Yeah, but couldn't she have pretended to not be better? No. Couldn't she <laughs> have mycrofted it? Because pride cometh before g- the fall 20 years later when you get shot by... Is she 20 years old? I don't she know. Must be, she must be post-time skip. Setson is 20. She must be. Yeah, she was older than Setsuna. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not <laughs> sure. <laughs> Zach, do you have a low point? Uh, can I say the Susanoo? Can God, uh, that that suit like it's got. I like the color scheme, but man, it's just so bad. I thought this episode was so bad. Mister Bushido was gonna get out of it without a low point, but I was just gonna say Chun Li monologuing. I'm, like that's actually my my low point. Okay, that's actually what I was going to take with that Chun Li motivation monologue. It sucks so bad. So I guess if you're taking that, then Mr. Bushido is going to get out of this without a low point. Because I'm going to go with Sumeragi being like, yeah, we'll go left. You guys go on your own. Tactical forecast. It's not important. We only need you two. But bring Saji. He's like, it's to help people, right? To find people. (laughs) (laughs) We're people. Luis might be there. Let's go, Setsuna. (laughs) Do you have an MVP, Tyler? Uh, I guess it's actually probably Luis this episode. Um, I feel like we get the most important story beats out of her. Yeah. Zach? She's in here for a very limited amount of time, but I got to give it to Louise yeah, as well. It's unanimous. <laughs> the only other person I could even consider is Regina for like setting up the episode. But Louise is the part of the episode I like, and I like it a lot. Yeah, I mean, I guess technically uh, Lume could have been well, MVP. She did in some In another stuff. series, maybe. Yeah, in a differently written series. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you want to put on the mobile suit ranking list? Because we got a bunch of stuff. Uh, there's the Susanoo, but I we can like we wait on that. Week. I don't know what we haven't ranked yet. Uh, yeah, have we ranked a Louise's? We have not ranked Louise's. Um, that's the name I can't think of and don't have an internet thing on me. Shit. And we haven't ranked the Virtue either. Uh, we haven't ranked we the Virtue. I thought we did oh, rank no, the I'm Virtue. Sorry. We haven't ranked the Cerave. I, yeah. I thought we had ranked the Cerave. Nope. We've ranked the Virtue. We've ranked the Severavi Saharazad. Ha, huh, but not just Cerave. Yes. Nor have we ranked Louise's mobile suit, which I will look up now. Yeah, I vote the Cerave um, because we're not going to see it do anything new, really. Kind of spoilers. So the Cerave Gundam, do we like it more or less than the Cerave Shahrazad? Less, actually. But mostly because I really like the color scheme. Which one is that? That was uh, Shahrazad's mobile suit. Oh, that was was What's-His-Nuts from uh, Build, Build Divers. Uh, I think I agree with you. I think I like it more than the the Cerave Shahrazad. Oh no, I was saying the other way around. Oh, ne- then never mind. I think I like it more than the than that one. No, I like the light blue on it. I like the fact that it transforms into the Ptolemy. I really like the black and white color scheme. I, it's good. I, I love the simple the simple color scheme. I could go either way. I'm really close on it. I think I like the Shahrazad's color scheme more as well. So going down, down, down. 
Better than the Nodley, though, right? I I don't know. The Nodley so, does have those glorious flowing locks. Yeah, it, like I love that Nodley is a great like uh, Magitek boss <laughs> um, of some sort. Like it, it is a Final Fantasy Magitek boss, and I love it for that. But I don't like it a whole lot as a mobile suit. No, I, I actually agree with you. Like I'm making the joke about its glorious red hair, but very similar role. How do we think it compares to the Blast Impulse? I know Zach hates it, but I prefer the Blast Impulse with its javelins. I actually think I prefer the Cerevi. I, I, think I like I the pre- big fuck-off guns. I think I prefer the Cerevi. It's like, not only do I have big fuck-off guns, I have six hands with beam sabers. <laughs> and a face in my back. The face in the back is really dumb, to be perfectly clear. Speaking of big Daka, better or worse than the Destroy Gundam? Man, I like the Destroy Gundam for memes. I think I like it a little bit better than the Destroy Gundam. I think I prefer the Cerevi. I mean, I'm not a big fan of the Destroy. Better or worse than the RX-78? I prefer the RX-78. That's Me too. Not much Bone a... standard RX-78. The color I think scheme I like... is so much better on it. Uh, yeah, but I think I like the Cerevi more. That's well, like I said, I'm kind of a sucker for that black and white color scheme. Also, the shoulder cannons. <laughs> also, look how many fuck-off guns I have. All right, so the Cerevi goes above the Destroy Gundam and below the RX-78. All right, any final thoughts on this episode? Like I said, I think it sucks. I wish you could skip it, but I think there's the Louis the, stuff. Louis is stuff is genuinely too good. Like genuinely, I really like both the way the Japanese and English voice actresses perform her breakdown. I think it's really strong, but it's such a small snippet of the episode. Yeah, I don't think I disliked it as much as you, but also it's it's kind of a nothing salad of an episode. All right then, it's a Gundam will return in for the future. Marina's song is spreading around the world? Why? 